for informational purposes only and does not substitute a medical advice. The views expressed are those of the speakers only. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside and Beyond podcast, where we continue to explore the potential of human consciousness. I'm your host, Natalia Fomichenko. My guest today is Joel Breer. Joel is a founder and a CEO of psychedelic retreats Kaivalo Collective and Tandava, as well as a co-founder of the education training platform Five. Joel has been a leader in the modern psychedelic movement, specifically in the realm of 5-MeO-DMT, and has spent years helping to create safe protocols around this molecule. Joel and his team are involved in everything from clinical research and education to experiential retreats in Mexico and Jamaica. Joel, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me, Natalia. I would like to talk with you about the broad topic of 5-MeO-DMT molecule and its impact and relevance to mental health. But before we start, what is it about? What is 5-MeO-DMT? 5-MeO-DMT, also known as the God Molecule or the Crown Jewel of the Entheogenic Kingdom, is uh, said to be the most powerful psychedelic in the world. Um, and why they call it the crown jewel of the entheogenic kingdom, uh, I think the word entheogen is very relevant there. And so for anyone who's not familiar, entheogen, uh, meaning that which allows us to experience or witness God within, or something greater or infinite within. What makes 5-MeO-DMT stand out, what separates it from all other psychedelics is just that, mm -hmm. is that in its peak experience, we may undergo a full dissolution of a sense of individual self. Uh, to in turn witness or remember something infinite, to uh, experience our awareness as vast broadband infinite consciousness rather than an individual um, identity. And so this experience is, of course, quite profound. And 5-MeO-DMT happens to be the only one that can reliably provide this experience. The term ego death gets thrown around a lot, um, but with any other psychedelic, I take a substance and I go on a journey. I experience this. I witness this. I, you know, work through healing this. However, with 5-MeO-DMT, that sense of I is what falls away, leaving the awareness mm. to spread out and expand into something far less subjective. So I want to unpack a lot of things here, but let's start with the experience, the nature of experience itself. So can you explain more what happens when you lose this sense of ego? Like, do you lose control over what's happening completely? Or maybe you can give us some examples of what you see during this experience? Absolutely. So it is uniquely individual to each person. Um, and right now I'm going to speak about what will happen, what may happen in a full dose, with, because there's a full spectrum mm -hmm. of kind of dosage we can work with and different types of experience. But in the full dose or what we would call a full release dose, the experience is actually impossible to describe because what happens is, is something that they've always called the ineffable. This is an experience that has been written about and sought after for thousands of years. This experience is not unique to 5-MeO-DMT. This experience is synonymous with what the Buddhists would call nirvana, with what the yogis would call samadhi. In Islam, they call it fitra or fena. The Christians and Catholics mm -hmm. call it the beatific vision. It is the essential surrendering of the individual self to witness and remember the infinite. Um, and so on the path to 
full dissolution on that path. Some people experience it as merging into a brilliant, blinding white light until every part of themselves falls away. And what happens on the other side of that is that kind of pure, ineffable, mystical experience. Some people mm-hmm. experience it as merging into a perfect, hollow pitch blackness, you know, the void, the, the fertile womb from which creation can emerge. Um, some people that experience it as quite tormenting and very, very challenging as portions of their identity or psyche may be holding on for survival during the falling away process. There may be mm-hmm. layers that need to be addressed first before we can have that complete dissolution. And so on one hand, it can range from anywhere from absolutely terrifying to the most beautiful, blissful thing that could ever happen. And quite often, both of those in the same, ex- in the same 15-minute experience. However, It's only 15 minutes. You know, it ranges anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes on average. And so it is a very okay. fast-acting substance. However, sense of time does not really apply while you're in there. If there is no sense of individual self, there will be no understanding of time necessarily. So this medicine is usually, not always, but usually free-based. Um, and so it can come in the form of the pure alkaloid, the pure molecule of 5-MeO-DMT, which is what we mainly work with. It also is mm-hmm. very popularly known in uh, the secretion of the Sonoran Desert Toad, the Bufo-Avarius Bufo Toad. Um, with mm-hmm. the Bufo secretion, it's more kind of smoked. With the pure molecule, it's more of a delicate free base. Um, pure molecule is chemically synthesized then. Synthetically made, yes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so upon ingestion, this medicine takes hold within seconds, um, anywhere between five and 10 seconds. You take your pipe and you inhale and you lay back. And again, how it, how it, uh, how it goes down is going to be individual to each person. Some people may go straight through right into the full release. It may just be a nice, clean, dissolving away kind of rocket launch right into the singularity to that pure mystical mm. experience. There may be struggle and torment from the mind as it attempts to try and understand what's happening. But what is mm-hmm. happening is beyond what the mind can conceive. And so in its own inability to uh, be able to find its footing, the mind in its peak of chaos may dissolve away. And so it may be mm-hmm. a tumultuous, tormenting kind of dissolving. It may be a beautiful, blissful fading into Or we may not even go all the way. And that's a very important concept. I think a lot of what people read about 5-MeO-DMT, the expectation has been set that you will automatically get a mystical experience. And of course, this, mo- this medicine is mystical on any, you know, no matter what. However, this leaves people thinking that if they got something other than a pure full release, that they did it wrong or they didn't get, you know, mm. the medicine from it, where that couldn't be farther from the truth. We would say that almost all of the big healing that comes with this medicine experience happen in the sub-full release thresholds, um, happen in the places where there is still some semblance of self present to be able to witness what's happening. And a lot of the big healing especially happens during the challenging experiences because the challenging experiences aren't us doing it wrong. It's not just dark stuff coming up. It's us having to witness you know, deep hurt that's within us You know, almost every human alive suffers innately from not feeling worthy, from feeling less than or feeling separate. It seems to be a core wound of humanity. And this kind of journey to dissolution will bring up every layer, every fragmented part of ourself that needs attention, that needs love. 
if there is a subsiding of the thinking mind and the conscious mind, then those parts of the psyche that have been given the tasks to suppress certain memories or emotions or feelings, those parts may go down and those emotions and feelings might come right up. And so it may be a very, very visceral experience. However, this can be such, that's why they call it, you know, 30 years of therapy in 30 minutes, because these things have to come up to come out, you know, and an important thing there is that the medicine isn't just going to do it for us. Again, you know, the popularization of psychedelics have allowed a lot of people to expect a magic bullet, thinking that we can just go and, you know, have someone service a pipe and we're going to be cured of these things where more often than not, it can just bring everything right up to surface and leave us feeling worse off than we were before if it is not done in a well-held container with professionals who know what they're doing and have been through this experience themselves and understand the nuances that can occur, you know, in this process. So, you know, our retreats here at, um, at Tandava Retreats, it's a seven-week process. We do two weeks of preparation beforehand, and then you're with us mm-hmm. for five days. And then you have a special integration specialist for four weeks afterwards, unpacking everything that came up. And so it's really important that we don't just expect the nice mystical experience thinking that's all we're supposed to get. And that's what does the healing. You know, these, Mm -hmm. these psychedelics, they're not cures, but what they are, they're very direct doorways. They're very direct passageways to parts of our psyche that we're normally not allowed access to. So the amount, the potential of healing that can occur with this type of work is infinite. As long as we allow ourselves to be to be infants once again, a lo- as long as we allow ourselves to to not know, to feel lost, to feel as though we've lost our footing temporarily. You know, you mentioned the losing control beforehand. That's mm-hmm. one of the most crucial aspects of this: is the letting go of control temporarily. Our minds mm-hmm. are so tired from always being at work, whether we're aware or unaware of constantly compartmentalizing what we're experiencing, of taking all of this infinite field of information and categorizing it into a linear individual experience. And so the Mm -hmm. mind is always trying to perceive threats, perceive things that may happen in the future to allow ourselves to let go of control temporarily can be the greatest relief, can be the greatest gift. And that surrender is one of the most deepest, deepest cathartic healing moments that we can have. So interesting. So what you're saying, essentially, that it is a very profound experience where you won't feel yourself as as usual. You you may not even feel what you are. Exactly. You may lose all awareness of the body. Exactly. So set and setting is very important. And that's yes. why you have created the places like retreats where it is safe for people to do that. Is it actually safe considering all the teams of specialists working with you? But like what I mean is that when you are feeling this experience and as you say, you, you don't even know how to predict those because it's very individual, right? It's very case by case. Is it actually safe for everyone to do that? Great question. For everyone right now, I would say no. It is, it is mm-hmm. a very, very safe medicine when used properly and when individuals are screened medically and psychologically first beforehand to determine if this is an mm-hmm. appropriate experience at this moment. We feel mm-hmm. that it is every human being's God-given right to have this experience at some point in their life. However, this experience, if we are not in the right place 
you know, at this time in our lives, it could be destabilizing, it could be even traumatizing. And so how do you test for that? You know, so we begin with, uh, you know, medical and psychological screening and intake form. And even first, there's mm -hmm. a discovery call. So first, you know, some myself or someone from our team will have a chat with the person, see what they're looking for, see if this is what they want, what they're really looking for, if they understand what they're getting themselves into, and if this is going to be safe from them. And then we go through medical and psychological screening, and that covers medications, psychological history. You know, there's many medications that can be contraindicated here and can cause complications. Mm -hmm. There's many health conditions that can be exacerbated um, or even be fatal when combined with this medicine. Um, and so getting all of those out of the way and making sure that we are not going to inadvertently harm someone by giving them this molecule, that gets the safety, the main safety part kind of handled. Other than that, this medicine is very, very, very safe when handled properly. The other main risks are where, you know, the other areas where things have gone drastically wrong um, are pretty much always due to facilitator negligence. You know, you may read about injuries and deaths happening with this medicine. And every time it was due to facilitator negligence, whether they, you know, just not checking a person for their medications or heart conditions or serving them, um, serving them this powerful molecule and then not physically holding, you know, keeping them safe. You know, there was an unfortunate incident of a young lady, um, you know, had, getting served a pipe years ago and jumping into a cenote in Tulum. Um, you know, there are people who have drowned you know, because if they're on face first in the water or people who have gone unconscious and are on their back and asphyxiate on their own vomit or facilitators who like the idea of blowing hape or rape, ceremonial tobacco snuff up people's noses when they're unconscious. And then for some reason also poured water in their mouths while they're unconscious. And so there were injuries wow. and deaths due to this. I know it's, it's absolutely terrifying to think about. But what I'm trying to say is that When this medicine is taken seriously and this, the, this, the precautions have been taken, this medicine is extremely safe. There is just certain things we want to check for to make sure and then certain things that need to be done to ensure safety. But if everything is done in accordance to, uh, to best practices, this is a very, very safe experience. So essentially what you're saying is that on one hand, get, letting go of control is, might be one of the best things that a person allowed themselves to do. Yes. But at the same time, it's not only about allowing yourself to let go of control, but it's also about trusting the team that surrounds you during this experience. Precisely. And this is based a lot on the human factor in a way. So you really have to trust those people. And I guess that's not an easy thing to find in, in our world, given all those examples that you've just mentioned. Correct. Correct. And with 5-MeO-DMT, I think trust is a very, very, very important factor. You know, the last thing that the mind thinks before it goes offline is, am I in a safe place to give up control? Am I in a safe okay. place to go offline? And if we haven't taken the steps beforehand during the preparatory process to allow you, the participant, to feel safe at that moment, to be able to say yes and let go, then we haven't done our jobs as practitioners. How do I, as consumer, make sure that the team I'm entrusting my life with is safe? Great question. Great question. I think it's very, very, very important that potential participants feel confident enough to ask whatever questions needed to their facilitators to determine if they feel safe with them. Um, you know, this includes 
Who did you train with? How long did you train for? How long have you been serving this medicine? How long did you wait to begin to serve this medicine after you first tried it yourself? That's a big one. That's a huge one with this medicine. You would be so surprised to see how many practitioners had their first experience with 5-MeO-DMT or Bufo, and then weeks or months later just decided to begin serving it with no real training. This is extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. So um, getting to understand you know, what healing work have they done on themselves first before stepping into a leader role, before stepping into a facilitator position, then getting to understand what are their emergency protocols? Are they first aid responder trained? This is a absolute red flag if they do not have an, a proper answer for you around emergency protocols. If they do not have a plan on what to do if things go awry, then that is not a safe container. And then what is their preparation and integration plan? Do they have, are they going to offer you, you know, at least one or two calls for preparation beforehand to get to know you, to get to understand what may be an optimal dosage for you, to get to understand what you're working through. Do you have PTSD that may come up? Do you have, you know, su possibly suppressed memories that may come up? Are you in a stable place in your life right now? What is your support system like on the other side? All of that. And then making sure that they have integration support for you as well. And not just, I'm here if you need me, you can call me. People need to get the idea that integration is just for damage control out of their head. Integration is how we make this matter. It's how we draw something that is ineffable and allow it to make meaning in our daily life. So making sure that they have a plan for integration with you, that they will you know, follow up and have at least one or two calls with you at the bare minimum. And integration is provided by professional psychologists, or is it not? Professional, well, I wouldn't say psychologists necessarily. I would say most, uh, I would say integration is provided by specialists who have trained specifically in psychedelic integration. Mm -hmm. And this can be done through many, many, many lenses. And there are, um, there are plenty of integration specialists that are psych that also have psychology backgrounds, but there are also tons of psychologists who would not be anywhere near fit to be able to be an integration specialist because of lack of experience or understanding of those transpersonal realms. So, an integration specialist is someone who has vast amount of experience themselves in the and, and with psychedelics, as well as understanding through certain lenses on how to utilize the content that can come up during and after, and even before a session with psychedelics. Um, and so certain specialists may work with things like internal family systems or Jungian work or Hakomi. Um, they may have mm -hmm. more of a spiritual background or more of a Western psychotherapy background. Um, you know, for example, our team, you know, we have a team of specialists that have, you know, a fully full range of specialists. So some of our participants are looking more for a spiritual guide and we've got good specialists for them. A lot of our specialists are working with those modalities that I just mentioned. And then we have some with more trauma backgrounds, etc. Another great resource is, you know, our sister company is five, which is five MEO DMT, DMT information and vital education. And on that mm -hmm. website, it's got all the information you ever need to know about five MEO including a list of questions on what to ask your facilitator. Yeah, that's super helpful. And I'll definitely put a link to the five platform for the listeners to check it out. We've talked about some of the potential reasons why people do this experience, like past trauma or just releasing the sense of self in order to, to really reset your psyche. But 
what are other use cases to do that? Like why people would come and do this super profound experience? What are the key use cases for that? For I would say one of our main ones is depression. We see a lot of uh, mm -hmm. cases of depression and treatment-resistant depression. Um, a lot of PTSD, a lot of complex PTSD, and a lot of anxiety. I think these would be the main ones um, that we mm -hmm. see, though this would not be anywhere near its full potential. Um, essentially, if we are suffering, we're suffering for specific reasons. A lot of it has to do with wounds from our childhood. You know, between the age of when we're born and when we're seven, our personality is being formed. And a lot of our automatic patterning comes from there. And a lot of our suffering in our daily life comes from automatic patterning and automatic responses. And so getting to the root of those is something that 5-MeO allows us a very quick route to. Um, not only getting mm -hmm. to the root of them, but having a catharsis that feels to be on a cellular, a psychic, and an emotional level um, to really release the interconnect or the intertangledness of these patternings. Um, and then mm -hmm. the integration process to unpack it and to create new patterns that will become automatic. Um, mm -hmm. So for that, I would say 5-MeO is appropriate for anyone who is looking to develop a better relationship with their mind. Anyone who is looking to take their mind out of the driver's seat, you know, they say the, uh, what is it? The ego is a, um, a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And, mm -hmm. uh, and this can be great for anyone looking to further develop that. However, this would not be for anyone who is not prepared to undergo dramatic shifts in their life and to have their paradigm possibly changed in a great way. This is a very, very big experience. Um, and is not for those who are just looking to, you know, have a little experience. This is for those mm -hmm. who are really looking to step into ownership of their own process. Who are ready for that. Exactly. Who are ready for that. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned that there are two types of 5-MeO-DMT, which are either chemically synthesized molecule or the derivative of a natural toad. Um, I'm wondering, first of all, where exactly do they take it from the toads, just out of curiosity? Yeah. And second of all, are there any difference uh, in the experience of chemically and naturally synthesized molecules? Good question. So 5-MeO-DMT is actually found many, many places. It's actually produced within the human body. Um, it's found in oh. several different plants. Um, and then popularly, popularly within the, the peritoidal glands of the Bufa avarius toad. Mm. Um, and so the Bufa avarius toad, native to the Sonoran Desert, comes out above ground about three months out of the year during monsoon season. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, is being over-harvested quite a bit, and its, and its defense mechanisms are being taken from it. The Bufo secretion contains anywhere between 10 and 30% 5-MeO-DMT. The experience between synthetic and Bufo is essentially identical. They are mm -hmm. pretty much exactly the same. However, the safety profiles are not the same. Bufo is far less safe due to cardiotoxic elements and the other alkaloids that are present. Um, mm. And so, you know, it's a tricky one because automatically, particularly those of us who have been, you know, on the wellness path for a long time, we're automatically going to have an inclination to things that are quote unquote natural over things that are mm -hmm. synthetically made. Just because one is naturally derived and one is synthetically derived does not make one superior. In fact, mm -hmm. there is a species of toad that has been neg being negatively affected and moved towards possible extinction because of our extractive mm -hmm. nature. What do you administer? 
we we administer synthetic proudly so um we you know a lot of our a lot of our dem- our demographic is you know elderly participants as well we want to be safe as well as dosage specificity we want to know exactly how much we we're, we're giving you um and with toad mm-hmm. you just cannot get that accuracy Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. You also mentioned that um, 5-MeO-DMT can be found in other plants. And I know that there is a separate kind of DMT that is found in ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Could you please clarify the difference between 5-MeO-DMT and other types of DMT, if any? Of course, of course. So 5-MeO-DMT is not to be confused with DMT, um, also known mm-hmm. as NNDMT. And that is the act or the visual component of ayahuasca. And so DMT mm. is found in many different plants also, as well as the human body. Um, it's found in the chacruna leaf. It's found in uh, many different plants, um, as well as the mimosa hostilis bark, inner root bark. And so that's where most people extract DMT from. Um, DMT is a very visual experience, chemically related to 5-MeO-DMT, though experientially completely different, almost no relation mm. whatsoever. 5-MeO-DMT is found in certain plants. I believe it's found in wambisa possibly uh it's also found in the yopo seed uh it's found in vilka um and a few other amazonian um seeds and plants that were used in snuffs for thousands of years and you know a few years ago it was both nndmt and 5-meo-dmt were discovered in a type of sea lichen i believe as well Mm, interesting so 5-meo-dmt and nndmt are two different components yes very much so very much so yeah, we can say. And what is the difference with, in the experience? With DMT, the sense of self stays present. The mind stays present, and we witness a very, very, very visual, very psychedelic um, kaleidoscope, wormhole, fractal, mm. God knows what. It is a very interesting experience. This is the one that Terence McKenna spoke about quite a bit. Um, with people speak a lot about the machine elves and the other kind of archetypal figures that we may encounter. 5-MeO-DMT, there is no sense of self to go on that adventure. It is not that it is Mm. not visual. It's more that it's beyond visual. Uh, 5-MeO-DMT is beyond the senses, as where the Mm -hmm. sense of the subjective self that would experience the senses is no longer present. I see. You also mentioned that it's called God Molecule. And I've heard... uh, from some sources, I'm not sure how correct it is, that it is similar to the substance that we develop when we are dying or being born. Uh, Can you shed some light on that? So that was actually a theory put out by um, Dr. Rick Straussman in the late 90s. Uh, And that was actually about DMT. So he called DMT the spirit Mm. molecule. And so he he, uh, theorized then that DM that a an endogenous release of DMT may be occurring at birth and death. To best of my knowledge, it has not been proven. Five MeO DMT was given the nickname the God Molecule um, because of its peak experience. It allows us to experience that infinite consciousness that some people may refer to as God. So mm. you know, like in quantum physics, they quantum physics is beginning to show us that the brain may not be where our awareness sits or our identity sits, but is more like a radio receiver picking up that local and non-local information. And so that infinite, if we are God experiencing itself subjectively in the human experience, the 5-MeO-DMT shuts down the barriers that keep us from remembering everything else. Mm. Do you remember this experience when you wake up? Yes and no. 
yes and no. We can remember it a little bit, but the like a dream. Exactly, exactly. Because the experience is so far beyond the mind, the mind is unable to compartmentalize it. And so, as Daniel Schmidt、mm. says, we are left with the perfume of the divine, which lingers longer as one evolves on the path. And I think that's the the best way、so、to, to put it. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, Joel, thank you so much. I've learned a lot about this molecule. I've never tried it myself. But what would you say to those who, like me, never tried this particular one? Is it does it make sense to go and do simpler psychedelics if you are battling with similar challenges that we've talked about, like anxiety or depression or any other mental challenges? Would you recommend going for psilocybin or other psychedelics, or would you rather advise for the five MEO DMT? Good question. I would say it's going to be individual to each person. Probably ninety to ninety-five percent of our participants here at Tandava are complete first timers to all psychedelics. A lot of them haven't even smoked cannabis. The、mm-hmm. best thing I can recommend is look into it. Look into all the different medicines and see which one calls to your heart. Which one calls to your heart, and then reach out to the facilitators, reach out to the retreats, and speak to them. Which one makes you feel safe? It's going to be unique to each person. So, if five MEO is calling out to you, reach out to us. We're happy to talk to you. We're happy to answer any questions you have. The Five Platform is also a great resource. It has a list, a directory of vetted、uh, retreats as well, and vetted specialists that are operating in legal areas. And so,、um, feel into your heart. Your heart won't lie. Thank you, thank you, Joel. That was beautiful.、Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming to the show. It was a pleasure talking to you. My pleasure, Natalia. Thanks for having me on.